0: Welcome to Pop Culture cast. This is the show where we find all the good stuff in items of pop culture. Movies, music, comics, TV shows, you name it. And we're going to find the fun stuff in it. I'm Peppy Pat, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Jazzed Jared. Doing the jazz
1: hands. Woo-hoo. Hello, Pat, and I'm happy to be here. Before we tackle today's topic, I will do a quick reminder to our audience of what our mission is with this podcast. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to tackle a controversial or even generally disliked item of pop culture. We'll give you our honest overall feelings on it. And most importantly, we're going to shine a light on the positive aspects of the topic. Here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to try to convince you to like something you don't like. If you don't like the topic, that's fine. We're cool with it. We're cool. Okay. We're not going to encourage fandom battles, so please don't get on our Twitter page or our Facebook page and start telling people that they suck for liking it or they suck for not liking it. No, if people like it, that's fine. If they don't like it, that's fine, too. And we're not here to tell anyone you're wrong, okay? If you come in to this episode liking tonight's topic or maybe not liking tonight's topic, we're not going to say you're wrong because you like it or you're wrong because you don't like it. No. We're just Mm going to point out the positive aspects in the topic, which
0: I keep talking like it's a mystery,
1: but they probably saw it on their device when they downloaded this
0: episode. Yes, that's right. Like I said in the opener, we're 100% about finding the good in everything. And as an added bonus, each episode will end with a segment called Positively Practical. Jazzy Jarrett has been in the communication and leadership training business for over 10 years. That's excellent. So, he's going to give you some practical advice that you can incorporate into your everyday life at the end of each episode. I know I'm interested in it, and some of the stuff you've done has really helped me. That's right. We're going to enhance your life skills while we talk about fun pop culture stuff. So, let's get this started.
1: Alright, we've got to start off by thanking our sponsor, which is Omaha Bound Entertainment. Omaha Bound is, of course, your best choice for hardbinding those special comic books or magazines or anything you need hardbound. Get it Bound with OmahaBound.com today. They do original cover arts, one-of-a-kind pieces. They put attention to detail into what you want. The, Tim and the folks over at OmahaBound.com do a great job. Personally, I'm very fancy.
2: I'm so fancy. You already know. I'm You're
1: fancy.
0: fancy. Ooh, that's hot. That's my, uh, you call my little. you little, little sweet? Yeah, little fancy.
1: <laughs> little fancy? Yeah. You're fancy. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. You're a fancy one. And if you want to be fancy like me, get your stuff hardbound at omahabound.com today. And with that, let's move it on. On this episode of Pop Culture Positive Cast, we're going to be finding the good in Zardoz.
2: chosen ones the gun is good the, gun! the, gun! the gun! go forth and kill came here in the stone head I don't know it is the only path and passage into the vortex You will show me how you come to be here. Tell me everything. My name is Zed, for Zandas, I am an exterminator.
1: Zardoz, Pat. What what was the name before? (laughs) What was it before you
0: changed it? Changed it to Zardoz. (laughs) Funny thing is, I know what his name was. Yeah? And where he got it from.
1: Yes. You do, actually. (laughs) They say it, yeah. I can tell you. So, yes, Zardoz, the movie from 1974, directed by John Borman and starring a fresh off of his James
0: Bond run, Sean Connery. All right, the first step in every POSICAST is to give you our honest thoughts. We will always start by being upfront with you on how we feel about our topic. It's important to remember that even if we aren't super keen on something, that doesn't mean we can't find the good in it. So let's get going on this segment called Honest Talk. You want answers? I think I'm entitled You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! How do you feel about Zardos overall, Jared? Oh, Pat. Yes.
1: <laughs> Zardoz. 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 This is what, episode three of Positicast? This is. I think we did Dark Phoenix. Yes. And then we did Star Trek The Motion, motion Picture. picture. Sure. hmm Cakewalks, Pat. Those were cakewalks to find good things in. Zardoz was a bit more challenging. I'm not gonna sit here. Tired. I'm not gonna sit here and say it was terrible. It's very
0: interesting
1: (laughs) like how is it different you said interesting at the same time it's unique yes it's okay so this is honest talk i watched zardoz i don't regret watching zardoz i will probably not watch zardoz ever again that's probably where i'm at okay i don't hate it i'm glad i watched it it's this nugget of pop culture that's sort of a punching bag i mean the costume for Connery alone, everybody just (laughs) really enjoys that. Whatever it was.
0: I've always wondered why. And now I know. And Hmm. so that's kind of positive. I feel about it. (laughs) Yes. Now I know. Yes. Go ahead. I'm going to say, would I watch it again? I'd watch it again. Would you? Yeah, just to kind of capture some of the stuff I didn't really understand was going on before. Okay. No, fair know?
1: point. Fair point. It is worth a rewatch once you have all the... Maybe later. Once mysteries. I hear a little more of the
0: comments. Yeah. And some yeah. history.
1: Little mysteries got revealed a little bit. Although mm-hmm. it's it's not the clearest movie. The way I explain it to some people is, is like you watch 2001 A Space Odyssey and those space parts are like pretty cool and crisp and then it gets into the really artsy section in the back half of the film and you're just like what am i watching mm-hmm. there's a lot of that in zardoz a lot of the artsy stuff there's a lot of
0: a lot of mind play and yeah and that's what i think i was trying to figure out is what are they trying to tell us here
1: mm-hmm. i think the filmmakers may have definitely had some sort of an allegory going on here like trying to make a statement about you know this represents this and that yeah. represents that. represents it may have been a little bit lost to time, like we might not quite understand it now. True. It's, it's very heady. It's a very heady film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an odd duck, though. At the end of the day, it's an odd duck. And I will backpedal about what I said earlier, Pat. You're right. I would be willing to watch it again now that I know so that I could pull out little things that I probably didn't understand the first time. True. Start understanding them more the second time. I don't know if I'm going to go more than two watches on it. though. After that second watch, I might be kind of done with it. It's just one of those very oddball, heady 70s films. It's okay. the best way I can put it.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to give away too much until we get to the give me the good stuff. Right,
1: on, right. On I, this, do have good- I, I
0: may have tipped my hat a little bit already, but. Mm-hmm.
1: That's all right. So, yeah, in the end, I think it's a weird movie. I get why people have the opinions on it that they do. And yeah, I can see yeah, it. We'll talk more about what we found good in it. And now that you know how we feel, it's time to find out what the internet has to say (laughs) in my favorite segment, The Pit of Despair. Where am I?
2: The Pit of Despair. Don't even think. Don't even think about trying to escape. The chains are far too thick.
1: During the pit of despair, I get the unenviable task of finding the more common negative opinions on today's topic, found on social media or on them internets, so that Peppy, Pat, and I might address them. So put on your helmet, Pat. We're diving okay. into the internet.
0: <laughs> now, my helmet has a face on the front and a face on the back.
1: <laughs> I like your Zardoz references, yes. sir. And just for fun, we've got a new added feature for this episode.
0: Is it bullet chest that we can wear along with our...
1: The little cross-bandolier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got that. And we have none other than Delvin the Dark Web Williams, who was chomping at the bit to (laughs) read our Pit of Despair comments.
2: Hey. 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 What are you looking at? You suck. This is Delvin, a.k.a. the Dark Web. And this is the Pit of Despair. What? I mean, did you not know that the Pit of Despair was... In the dark web? Well, you know now. (laughs) All right. Let's get to these comments about Zardoz.
1: He really wanted to be the voice of negativity. Yes. He's been talking about doing a podcast called Negacast as opposed to our Positcast where he just tears things down. (laughs) Opposite of it, yeah. So (laughs) he jumped at the chance to read these internet comments. So let's hear our first one as read. By Delvin, the Dark Web
2: Williams. Zardoz is not entirely unique. It fits into a common trend of late 60s and 70s filmmaking, which was to somehow capture the experience of all the great drugs everyone was doing and to further explore the cocktail party philosophy of campy alternative religions. But even that can't be a satisfactory explanation of why this movie exists. Because drugs only last a few hours while movies take months to make and hundreds of people, surely someone must've stopped at some point, looked around them and said, no, David Blaine, because this is unacceptable and it sucks. Okay, they didn't say and it sucks. I added that, but this is my segment. So I get to do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh most of the comments don't make me laugh
1: like that Pat. <laughs> okay so clearly that very amusing commenter is basically
0: saying this movie is just a big drug trip
2: yeah
1: I can't necessarily argue with that, but I do think it's a little smarter than just a trippy drug film.
0: I think so. And that's why I keep saying I, I got to watch it a second time just to, you know, really take it all in of, of what they were trying to tell me there. Yeah, there's parts that were kind of trippy and just, you know, what why are they doing that? Or what's going on here? <laughs> but it kind of made sense to me. Maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah, I will say this. You know, I only knew of it by reputation. Same here. <laughs> And everyone I talked to said it was just like this comment that we just read or that Delvin just read <laughs> that it's just a trippy acid trip. It makes no sense. And I was like, I well, know it made a fair amount of sense to me on many yeah, levels. I think so. Too. So I could definitely see where like if you weren't focused, maybe it's because we were laser focused because we knew we had a podcast about it. Mm-hmm. But, like if be. you watched it casually, like with your buddy, you're kind of like just chatting a little bit and watch the movie at the same time. Oh, yeah. This thing makes a hodgepodge of a mess right there yeah. as a background film.
0: You know, I think it would be great if all of us sat around watching this thing just to hear. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should have done that where we actually watched it together. The little mystery science theater style. Yeah, that would been fun. would be fun. I did Maybe have, we can do that on the second watch.
1: Yeah, you know, I do that when I buy myself. I make very funny yeah. comments just to myself in the living room, and then I laugh at my comments. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, oh you
0: yard sale you,
1: artist. <laughs> You're so funny.
0: No, oh, the yard sale artist. <laughs> I call myself in the third yeah, person. I call myself the yard sale artist. Oh, the DJ Cristados. You're so funny. <laughs> we
1: are having too much fun for the fitness fair, <laughs> Pat. I think it's time that Delvin reads us another comment.
0: Let's hear another one from Delvin.
1: From Delvin, from the internet.
2: Uh, it was the 70s. And I was doing a lot of drugs. Frankly, even I'm not entirely sure what parts of the movie are about. Now, see, that would seem to be a part of the comments of the first one. But the person who made the comments for this one was John Borman. You might know him as the writer and director of Zardoz. Even he thought the movie sucked. (laughs) The writer and director of Zardoz.
1: said that he was doing a lot of drugs and he's not entirely sure what parts of this movie are
2: about.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess we won't be asking him for any uh, (laughs) background on some of the questions that I have.
2: Okay,
1: knowing that, though, again, we're not officially casting our good light on the film. We're just addressing the comments. But knowing that, I still think he put together a halfway decent film for being a drug infused mess according to the director himself yeah i think so you know i will say that when i pulled it up initially on imdb i noticed it had like a 5.6 out of 10 my gut reaction before i'd seen the film was that's gotta be too high (laughs) that has gotta (laughs) be too high based on what i've heard about this movie but i don't know it seems kind of fair
0: yeah, I think so. And I think again, different times though, too, is back then when this probably came out, you didn't have the quick internet where you can just go and click on, I'll give it five stars. I'll give it what, well, you know what I mean? Just a simple click. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you have people nowadays either rewatching this with different eyes or people just starting to watch it. Like we just did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've heard of it, never kind of wanted to go see it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah.
1: But that's the director himself saying that he was getting a little trippy. And, I'm mean, yeah, clearly a trippiness shows through in the film. But, eh, again, not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. But we'll get into shining some light on some stuff in a minute. Let's listen to one more comment from those internets here in the pit of despair.
2: An atrocity. Anybody who even likes this ironically... I don't even know what to say. It is the most mind-numbing, mystifying, mysterious movie I've ever seen. And not in a good way. This movie sucks. Flat out sucks. If you like it in any way, your opinion is bad and you should feel bad. I give it zero stars. (laughs) I don't even need to add anything to that. That person was... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why, that, but these bit of despair comments
1: there are just tickling me. This guy <laughs> clearly hates this <laughs> film.
0: <laughs> and doesn't want to be a part of anybody that says they might like that.
1: That's the part that's a step too far for yeah. me. I mean, just personally in here on PositCast, like, I get that you don't like the film, but if you, you know, tell people that they suck because they like it or or that they just have bad taste, then
0: no, man. Different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I
1: know a person who adores
0: this film. This is a top 10 film for them. I think everything that was said about it in the beginning, how it was mysterious and that, yeah, you're right. It was. But I think that's kind of what this movie was about. hmm Yeah, it was very mysterious. Like
1: I said, very heady. Like, I felt like they were trying to do some sort of social commentary, apparently some drugs. Yeah. Did it deliver? Did it hit that home? Maybe, maybe not debatable, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a pit of despair comment for the ages right there. <laughs> you know what? I lied. I got one more. Lay it
2: on us, Dark Web. An abomination. To paraphrase Mr. T, I pity the fool that sat through this. Amazing that this movie did not destroy the careers of the writers, producers, directors, and actors who made this trash.
0: Trash can.
1: Trash can.
0: Woof. Woof.
1: Okay, I I do want to address this one, though, Pat. You and I talked a little bit earlier. We didn't get too deep because we wanted to save it for the show. Mm -hmm. But I did tell you, I saw a guy make a comment about this film that I thought was good. He said, this is a film that would crumble with lesser actors. Agreed. Yes. I think if you make this movie with a bunch of no names or mediocre talent, it is buried and never heard from again. I think Connery elevates it. I think Charlotte Rampling, who played the lead female role, Consuela, very good. So I do agree with the fact that if you put mediocre sort of unknown talent in this, it probably crashes, burns, and, and doesn't become the weird pop culture phenomenon it is. I mean, let's be honest but I think the main reason it's a known commodity is it's Sean Connery.
0: Yeah. And he's really good in it. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to tip my hat a, l- a little bit early here with him. We're so used to seeing him in that Bond role. -hmm. Or that this role here is really different. Just Mm -hmm. kind of the acting he has to play. He has to play this really not so uberly smart in the beginning kind of a guy, Mm -hmm. and then uh, as they call it, yeah, brute, yeah, the brute. He plays the brute, and he plays it well. Mm -hmm. And then as he evolves through this, it's cool to see him evolve.
1: Yes, it is a good study in watching an actor do his craft. It really is. So. To go back to the comment that Delvin just read for us, you know their main point, and I'm sure they were just kind of not pleased with this movie since they called it trash, said he was amazed it didn't destroy the careers of the writers, producers, and directors. He didn't. Well, he did say actors. Surprises did not destroy the careers of the writers, producers, and actors. Yeah, I, I, I think, like you just said, Pat, watching the evolution of Connery, this is actually... The movie might not be a marquee Connery film by any means, but as far as his performance and the layers that he shows at evolving, yeah. that's good acting, man. Mm-hmm. That's good acting.
2: It is, definitely. This has been Delve in the Dark Web. This has been The Pit of Despair Found in the Dark Web. And here's a reminder that you guys all suck. Thank you very much. And with that, we have made it
1: through another pit of despair. Thank you to Delvin the Dark Web Williams for Thank being you, a voice
0: of negativity. <laughs> well, we did it. We did it. We survived another dive into the Internet. That calls for some celebration, and we will do that on this show in our most important segment called Give Me the Good Stuff.
2: Down.
0: give me the good stuff. Jared and I will each reveal our list of three things that we liked about today's feature. So let's get cracking. Jared, give me one of your three.
1: Item number one,
0: Pat, that I liked about this feature.
1: I really liked the effects. Yeah. The effects were not even necessarily cutting edge. No. For 1974, but... It was like they took the effects realms that they had available to them and made the most of them. I don't think there's any effects, unless you want to argue costuming. (laughs) It (laughs) looks bad. And a lot of the costumes actually end up looking good. But I think the effects work overall, and the scene I want to specifically cite, is when the Eternals are downloading, quote-unquote, air-quote, downloading their knowledge into Sean Connery's or George Zed, gender. yep, into Zed's brain. They do it all with projected images that it they're kind physically as is- trippy and Bond-like. Yep. Okay. Yep. But like, yeah, they're projected images. Like they would project the image onto a girl's body in the James Bond credits. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And they made it to where I could visually see and appreciate the beauty of. Mm-hmm. What they were doing, like they were visually showing knowledge transfer from one person to another. And I was like, wow, that's really well done with a very practical and basic effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's all like that. Like all the effects are practical. I mean, it's 1974. There's no such thing as digital effects. They're all practical and they all look real, real slick. So that's going to be my first high, my first ray of
0: light in the Zardoz. Pat, what's yours? Well, we talked about it before. And I'm going to say the acting in it. A lot of good acting was done in this, although it may not seem like it. I thought it was, especially with Connery. We talked about the evolution of him going from the brute to this guy who was just ultimate full of knowledge guy at the end. Mm -hmm. The other people he got involved with, the Eternals, with Consuela, you had him with May. Because I really thought May was an interesting character, how she wanted to keep him around. Mm-hmm. and you know kind of learn from him and you you eventually find out why that's what kind of pulled me in was why are these people here what's going on and then it was a slow burn i'll kind of go into my number 2 but i'll save that but again with the character development uh the other person was the guy who played friend seeing him evolve as well in his character how he had to play you know this happy go guy and then also now he's kind of mellow and then what happens to him at the end and interesting just
1: is is he he the guy that got uh, like a little mutated and elderly
0: yes okay his name was friend friend Uh, that's the name i i picked up on yeah i'm gonna go for
1: my number two ray of light something that you just mentioned is that they planted enough seeds along the way no pun intended if you've seen the film (laughs) they've (laughs) seeds along the way to make you want to know more like okay why and what really happened and while i will say that i don't know that you ever get sort of that modern day 100 percent satisfactory answer to that you do get a lot of answers and things do become clear and like you said pat it might be worth watching it again so you pick up on little things you might have missed before but i thought they did a good job of laying out those seeds just enough to keep me intrigued to go okay so okay what's next and yeah and what's next? So that will be my number two. And unless you have thoughts on that, we can hear your. Well, three. I'm
0: going to take your number two and make it my number two. And you just had That
1: doesn't sound messy. You, you, that's a lot of number twos. <laughs> but you just did a number two. So you, this is a 2.5 for you. <laughs> I don't know I didn't know one. I did. You took the one. You said, I'm going to roll that into my number two.
0: Oh, no. I said, I will. And this oh, is where I'm doing oh, it. Okay. So uh, you're doing your pat thing. I got you. Yeah. What do you got? You know, when I start watching the movies that we have to watch. I usually start to watch them later at night when everybody else is in bed, so then I can, you know, put on my headphones and kind of just pay attention to what I'm watching. And I knew we were going to record tonight. I looked, it's an hour and 45 minute movie. And I'm like, okay, I can break this up 50 minutes each night. So Monday and Tuesday I watched it. But what really happened is, I almost watched up to the last 20 minutes of it the first night. Because it was keen pulling me in again. It was pulling me in, I'm like... This is kind of interesting. I'm like, what's going on and why? And then as you get there, it's just a buildup and the buildup of the story of the Eternals, you know, how they got there and now what they want to do with their lives and because they're stuck and, you know, they have these, the brutes and the other people that uh, are on the outside of their bubble and I don't want to give all of it away, but I really found it intriguing and i am just kind of just, I, I was staring and watching the movie, like I want to know more. Instead of just staring at it and going, oh my god, this is what's going.
1: On? <laughs> this is trippy, man. It, it was, yeah, yeah. It was just that's what I, I was I, saying with my number two. Just seeds along the way, yeah, like, just to keep you interested. I'm betting you only quit on that last 20 minutes because it was late and you needed to get some sleep.
0: <laughs> it was, yeah. It was almost like around two o'clock. So, oh, yeah. So I was. Man, okay, you were you gotta this go to sleep. Two a.m. Man, that's that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, but that's a good sign though. If it kept me interested. Where I didn't want to go to bed because I'm like, okay, it's fifty minutes have past. I'm still watching it. And I didn't even know. You know, mm-hmm. I finally looked and I'm like, oh wow, I'm already an hour and ten minutes into this and mm-hmm. I didn't even care.
1: No, I hear you because it did go by fast for me as well. This is not my number three. I'm just sort of add on with you. Yeah. Fair warning to our audience, not a movie that you want to watch with kids around.
0: Oh yeah. No, definitely. Or have in the background at work.
1: Yeah. You're right. I would say that would actually kind of be worse, really, because it's, um, and I'll address this in a minute, but there's a lot of, you know, I'll address it now. There's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of bizarre talk about sexuality and eroticism at some points, but I will give full credit to the movie in that it never felt exploitive. It never, like, Correct. it never felt sensual smut, you know, like, it never felt like they were doing sex for sex sake.
0: Yeah, no, um, no, no. It, it
1: all felt sort of very clinical and sort of fell into their motif and for their storytelling. So it wasn't, I don't think it was quote unquote bad. I think it was a little bit, I guess, shocking. Like, wow, there's a, there's a lot of boobs in this movie. I'll just be very candid with you. Yeah. But they never Emphasize objectified it. emphasize it or objectify it. It makes sense in its realm. So I will give it that. My last very favorite thing about it is I did like the reveal. Although I'll be honest with our audience. Don't look for some big gasp shock reveal, but just kind of a smirk reveal, like a head nod reveal of where the name Zardoz comes from. Oh yes. I was like, Oh, okay. Now I know where the name Zardoz comes from. That, moment i was like that's interesting i it was still kind of done in an odd and confusing way like most of the film but i thought it was fun and interesting. you know i kind of get that though i do too there are definitely things to be made yeah and like i said at the top of this this movie is very allegorical i think they were trying to make a point about different classes or some sort of politics involved and the book i try not to reveal too much that he finds in the library that book is most people don't know this, but it is very politically allegorical as well. Hmm. Most people don't think of it as such, but that's how it was written. There, each, oh, okay. yeah. each character oh, represents makes even more sense. something that's been lost to time. And I think that's kind of what happened to Zardoz. I think it's some sort of an allegorical film, but some of the allegories have sort of been lost to time.
0: Yeah, I know, this is a deep episode, isn't it? It is. Yeah, no, which I really find interesting. So I'm kind of glad we got to watch this as much as I was kind of like, mm, do I really want to watch this? <laughs> I'm glad I did, you know?
1: Yeah. I remember, like, we called each other after we finished. We were like, so. Zardas. Zardas. (laughs) That was a thing.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, So my third thing that I liked was the cinematic of it. It was kind of simple, but really done where it pulled me in. Just with the landscapes that were used, uh-huh. uh, the sets design that they used, uh-huh. um, the you know you talked about it. Some of the effects that in the areas that they used um, uh-huh. was really really neat to see, and something for that time when you when you watch the end of the credits and you can see where they filmed. Uh-huh. I thought that was really cool. I'm like, oh, that's a really uh, that area where they filmed is man, I'd like to go visit that kind of place like that. Yeah, in, it was very
1: visually, very visually unique. Yes. The film I would most compare it to
0: for like a visual unique quality might be like Time Bandits. Yeah. When somebody brings up Time Bandits, I go back and think, you know, how many times I've watched it as a kid on HBO, Showtime, or whatever it was that it was just over and over played. But the cinematic in that too would always kind of creepy me out a little bit or just kind of weird me out. Mhm would draw me in as well too. Time bandits also features Sean Connery. <laughs> yes it does. <laughs> You're
1: right it was very visually striking, very visually unique. Yeah? Unique is I think b- the best word to use.
0: Yeah. My first thought on Zardoz not watching it was is this some sort of a cheapy space kind of a movie? Uh-huh. But it's not. No. No,
1: I, that's what my first thought was. And then as I heard things over the years, you know, basically I kind of got what we got in the pit of despair. It's just sort of like a drug induced craziness. And I've seen other films like that before. And I was like, ugh, those never really appealed to me, but this
0: unique, I'm going to go back to yeah. unique. <laughs> so let's kind of wrap it up with our final thoughts on this one. Jared. Unique. Pat. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I say It's just a
1: unique film. Yeah. That I think it's unfair. Fairly judged in some ways, I think it's one of those things where it kind of got cool to poo poo Zardoz and make it the butt of a joke, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people have done that without actually seeing it. But I do get the flip side of the coin. It is a very highbrow,
0: high level, yeah, high, high
1: level, high concept,
0: I, yeah, 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 piece that is. I guess you can't explain it until you've seen it.
1: Yeah, it's just not welcoming to the average moviegoer. Yeah, it really isn't that welcoming to the average movie. Like, even if you went to this thinking, you know, something like Time Bandits, it's still—it's just unique. It's—it's it's, its own animal. I would just say to our listeners, if you've never seen it, just see it. Give it a shot.
0: Go into with an open mind.
1: Yep. Yeah, you'll probably fall into one of those two camps. You'll either think it's a hot mess, or you'll see what they were trying to do, and you'll see the rays of light that we found in it with the uh, you know cool production values and the good
0: performances the hidden you know kind of story yeah telling that was kind of done there
1: yeah i love how like we can't quite put our finger on yeah. any of the comments we've made tonight and that is so indicative of this movie <laughs> <laughs> so
0: final thoughts pat it's your go uh like i said in the beginning will i watch it again If it comes across, you know what, I'm not going to go, oh, I've seen (laughs) Zardoz and skip channel and move on. You know, I'd sit down and watch it again. It'd be fun to kind of watch it with somebody else to get their thoughts on it for the first time now that I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Maybe they saw something that I didn't. And we we kind of had that here. What I felt interesting was we kind of picked up on some of the same stuff as well.
1: Yeah, it definitely sounds like You know, at least there are themes to be picked up on, because you and I Mm -hmm. were agreeing on a lot of stuff. We didn't disagree on anything, I don't think.
0: No, no, not at all. It's a unique. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's such an odd duck. Yeah, but in a good way, you know. I'm really happy that I got to see it.
1: I will say the one thing that you've turned me around on is I did start out the show saying, I don't think I'd watch it again.
0: And I don't think I would. It's not a repeat
1: right away. Make a point to be like, I'm going to go rewatch Zardoz. I like your take just then. If I was sitting down with somebody who's like, Zardoz, you know, I've never seen that. I'd go, I'll watch it with you. Yeah. I, you, know. you know, or if you and I were hanging out together and you're, you're like, let's go give it another round of Zardoz and just kind of see what we see on the second go. I'd do, I'd do it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'd do it. I wouldn't make it a habit, but I'd do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might be done after
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that, let's go ahead and get into the segment I promised earlier, the one that can help you in your day-to-day life. Jesse Jarrett, Positively Practical. Gather round me, everybody. Gather round me while I preach some. you got to accentuate the positive, eat limb. Mind it, the negative, and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. You got to spread joy.
1: All right, positively practical. This is where I give you a practical tip, something that you can start doing today or tomorrow to help make your life a little better, a little bit more positive. Today's tip is going to be really really simple i would challenge any of our listeners to pick one day of the week it could be monday pat tuesday wednesday thursday i don't care okay you don't care any day of the week and i'm in love (laughs) funny guy pick any day of the week and make that day your positivity day just pick one day of the week and focus and say today's the day I am going to, just like my little intro song said, I'm going to eliminate the negative and accentuate the positive. So you go on your social medias, go in with that mindset and just look for things to like, look for positive things to like. I will warn you. It can be a dangerous trap to go into social media and see someone who's poo-pooing or saying negative things that you agree with. So you want to like that. That's not positive. Okay. Liking things that are negative is not positive. You need to find those things that are positive positive. And like them. And on that specific day, promise yourself, I will only tweet or Facebook post or speak. I, you know, I talk a lot about social media, but in your day-to-day, I only speak positivity. Today, I'm going to go out there and you know, I'm going to go talk about two things that I really like. I'm going to talk about this book that I read that I really like. I'm going to talk about this movie that I saw that I thought was really good. I'm going to talk about this song. Only positive. I'm not going to tear anything down and I'm not going to like anybody's comments who do tear things down. And that's it. Pick one day a week and say, I'm going to accentuate the positive and eliminate the negative. And I know it's corny and it's in the song and all that. If you do that one day a week, I think you're going to feel good. As I know, I've done this. I've personally done this.
0: No, no, I've done that too. My
1: day, my day was Wednesday. I started this like, gosh, like seven or eight years ago. My day was Wednesday. And then I started doing it on Thursday. Then I did take a break from social media for a while. When I came back, I promised myself I would do only Positive, 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 positive. And I have been so much happier. My social media experience has been so much happier. My interpersonal communications with live other people have been so much better when I stop to say, you know, what good does it do if they bring up some, let's say they bring up a movie I don't like. What good does it do for me to go, oh, that movie sucks and you're dumb for liking it? None.
0: I just go, oh, that's cool. You know, I'm glad you dig that. Mm-hmm. Challenge. Or, you just, you, or you just skip right by it. Yeah, you just go, Okay. Okay, that's your opinion. That's fine. Doesn't hurt me.
1: Doesn't hurt anybody else. That's my challenge. Peppy, Pat, our listening audience, pick one day and only like positive things, not just things you agree with, but positive things, and only put positive things into the world for one day a week. And I think you're going to feel it. I think you'll feel it. And you'll want to do it two days a week, and then three, and then four. And next thing you know, you are just a more positive person and you're going to see it affect others around you. And your whole world is going to just brighten up a couple of levels. And that's what I want for everybody. And that's it for today for my Positively Practical. I'm in, Jared. I am in. Oh, I appreciate that, Pat. We might could change the world this podcast. Or not. We'll change GLHG. He's in. He's in. Yeah. <laughs> not that he needs much change. And he always has positive yeah, you know, things. He doesn't. Yeah, he's a great guy. He is. We've got great listeners all, all around. And if you want any more of this kind of discussion about how to be a better leader, about how to be more positive, I encourage you to check out my podcast, Leadership Tips with Jared. It's available on most all your podcatchers. They're only 10 minute or less episodes where I give you little nuggets, just like I'm doing here. You might hear some repeats from time to time. I might steal something from here and use it there or vice versa. But that's Leadership Tips with Jared if you know you're kind of digging this portion of the show. And with that, it's time to give out some more positivity and show some love Woo-hoo. to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our Crusaders Club. They enjoy discounts from my online store, theyardsellartist.com, early access to special long box episodes, free raffle giveaways, voting on show programming, and so much more. These are the fine folks who are reaping benefits and giving some much appreciated support to our show. Jessica Woof Bill Bear
0: Blasted or Stashed
1: Bob Buster Braxton Underwood David Collins, a.k.a. Battle Wagon, Battle Wagon. The Duchess Gene Hendricks Gerald Green Greg Van Leuven I, The Collector Ivor Evans Jeremy L Jim Jarman Joe Thomas John Watson Jose Poyo. Mark Hatherley, Maxwell Trevor, Miranda W., Paul Hicks, Rick from Jeff and Rick Present, Ross Michaud, Ryan Daly, Samantha Maney, Sean Urbanski, Steve Cronin, Tim Price, Toronto Cop, and our one time donor, Bradford William. If we miss anyone on our list, we apologize. Remember, we record these things well in advance. So, if you're a recent addition, we'll get you added. No problem, though. If we need to get it straightened out, just send us an email to contact at longboxcrusade We'll fix it. You might ask yourself, how
0: do I become a Crusaders Club member? Cheer hmm. it. How do I, or how would anybody listening become a Crusaders Club member? Anybody listening? Well, uh yeah, maybe. You know, I when mean, I
1: it's as long as Jason's not listening. Okay, with that caveat, all you need to do is go to patreon.com slash longboxcrusade. For as little as one buck a month, you can join in on the fun of the Crusaders Club. We really try to make it like the old Mary Marvel Marching Society, like the old Marvel fan clubs. We encourage you to join, and we have a pretty good time over there, so come check it out. With that, let's get into some feedback from our last episode where we did discuss Star Trek The Motion Picture.
0: Pat, what do we got? Well, our first one is from Coffee and Comics, Clinton, and he says, (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of funny, he has some fun of, because it was about Star Trek, Mm -hmm. they started to figure out which crew members would we be on Star Trek.
1: Yeah, uh, you actually threw that to them. You actually threw that. Oh, did I? I You said, let's know which Longbox Crusade members you think would match (laughs) up with which Star Trek characters. And we got some funny ones. So yeah, what did old
0: Clinton say from the basement here's what clinton said uh so for the main lbc crew pat s scotty he keeps the show running mm-hmm, mm-hmm. delvin sulu he's probably the best fencer and i bet he can drive the ship like a boss i contend I that i can
1: defeat delvin in fencing
0: yeah you could yeah,
1: yeah. i've yeah. put up like six or seven fences i've never seen him put up
0: one eh, that's true <laughs> but delvin does drive like a boss i've ridden with him yeah, you've ridden and with me know. too. So yeah, you're both. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. <laughs> Tough decisions, Pat. It is. Oh, it I think is. that's. I like, think would be a great suit. Jared is as Kirk. He'll talk yes! androids to death. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yes, Pat. And it's clear that he made the right decision. <laughs> Jared, I'm
1: giving it all we got. <laughs> It's funny, everybody thought I was trying to get people to say Kirk, which amuses me, but he's not even my favorite original cast character.
0: Jason as bones, because he's been around and knows what's what. <laughs> That's Jason.
2: <laughs>
0: That's true. Uh, damn it, Pat.
1: I'm a, <laughs> not an. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'll carry this on. GLHG chimed in and said, great episode, guys. I took one of those what character from Star Trek quizzes, and two out of three times he got Worf, and the other time he was Chekhov. So he's mm-hmm. going to go next generation on us. Okay. He says Delvin would be Commander William Riker, number one, probably because nice. his beard's on point.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's a handsome guy. Uh, Riker? And Delvin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Del- Delvin is.
1: Jason would be Picard. Ooh, Jason is the captain. in Ah, yeah. I could. <laughs> uh, this one I I also find flattering because he picked one of my very favorite next generation characters for me. He said I would be Wharf in my head, Pat. I am Worf. Yeah, you are. In reality, I am Quark. We all know this. Yes,
0: we
2: all Pat, know
1: that. You would be Data according to GLHG.
0: I think that's a good fit for me.
1: I think it is a good fit. That was a fun one. Yeah, we had a, a fair amount of people reply to those, so we just grabbed two of them from Coffee and Comics and GLHG. Thanks for playing along, and Pat.
0: Give me that last comment. Okay. I'm going to finish this up with a comment from the Hammer Strikes and random geeky stuff. Our friend Gene Hendricks, he has joined us here on the LBC with a new podcast. It's called LBC Regulars, and it's a Sherlock Holmes podcast. So going over the Jeremy Brett series. Mm. So I'm, I'm interested, and uh, hopefully maybe I, he might ask me to be on one of these times. but
1: Probably not. But what was his comment for that?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> His comment is, and this has come from Gene, who is a a big Star Trek guy. He says, as someone whose favorite movie, not just Star Trek, but favorite full stop, is the motion picture. Mm -hmm. I want to thank you guys for being very fair, even though it's far down your list.
1: That comment means a lot to me. This is his favorite movie. And I'm glad that he recognized that we were fair and that we were defending it and that we liked it. Mm -hmm. Like we said on that episode. It's pretty far down my list of Star Trek films, but I still
0: like it. Yep. Again, it's the one that I wouldn't turn off or mm-hmm. watch it.
1: Nope. I think it's a good movie. No problem at all. I'm glad that Gene saw the value in what we did. That's why we do
0: it. Yep. That's why we stay positive.
1: Cha-cha-cha-cha!
0: Well, that'll bring us to the end of this episode of Pop Culture Posicast. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movies, serials, and more check out the entire Longbox Crusade network. Jazzy Jared. where can they find that? Well,
1: Pat, I'm glad you asked. Longbox Crusade is available on iTunes, Google Play, most podcatchers. You can go directly to www.longboxcrusade.com Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they're all at Longbox Crusade and back to you, Peppy Pat. You're a fancy one, Jarrett!
0: <laughs> Thank you. If you'd like to chat with us online, I can be found at Christatos zero one, Jared. Where can your fanciness be found? At
1: yard sale artist Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Parlor. I'm on all the social medias. The ones you haven't even heard of. At yard sale artist, come find me. And if you want to interact with the LBC crew with live chat, be entered to win some free stuff on our raffles. Join us for the next episode of Doing It live stream on YouTube and Twitter. Second Sunday of every month, we start at three thirty p.m. Central Time. Please subscribe to Long Box Crusade and click that bell so you get reminder notifications of when we go live.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Pop Culture PosiCast. We look forward to chatting again with you soon. And remember, as the old Native American tale tells us, we each have two wolves that battle inside us, one positive and uplifting and one negative and burdensome. Which one wins? The one that you feed. Well, feed me some
1: positivity. Be me. that I I tastes like cotton candy. it. candy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. Stay positive. One day of the week. <laughs> the music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J O S E F L I N99. You will not regret it.